0: Eureka, by John Thomas, Volume 1, Chapter 2, Section 3, Part 6, The Balamites But, though the star angel, or eldership, of the ecclesia in Pergamos in the general answered to Antipas, the spirit's faithful witness, yet, said he, I have against thee a few things, because thou hast there them holding fast the teaching of Balaam, who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the sons of Israel, to eat idle sacrifices, and to fornicate. So hast thou also them holding fast the teaching of the Nicolaitans, which thing I detest. Balaam, like Nicolaitan, Antipas, etc., is a typical name. It is written Balaam in the Hebrew, from Bela-am, signifying wasting of the people. A Nicolaitan is a vanquisher of the people, and a Balaam is a waster of the people qualities uniting in the same class. It is also the name of an ancient prophet who, in the days of Moses, resided at Pithor on the Euphrates in Mesopotamia, among the mountains of the east. Though a believer in the true God, he practised divination for the discovery of enchantments and was held in high esteem by the Baal worshippers of his time, who declared their conviction that whom he blessed was blessed and whom he cursed was cursed. On a certain occasion, when the Israelites were encamped in the plains of Moab on the east of Jordan by Jericho, Balak, the king of Moab, in concert with the Midianites, sent princes to Balaam with the rewards of divination to request him to come and curse them, that being devoted to destruction, he might prevail over them and expel them from the country. But God said to him, Thou shalt not go with them, thou shalt not curse the people, for they are blessed. Upon this he refused to go, and the princes returned to Moab. But Balak was importunate. He sent again by more princes and of a higher rank, and with promises of great honour and riches, if he would comply with his request. But, though he loved the wages of unrighteousness, he was afraid to encounter the consequences of violating the interdict he had received. He concluded, however to try the Lord again, and see if he would not relax in favour of his covetousness. At night he received the answer that if the men came to call him, he might rise and go with them, but he was to speak only the word revealed to him at the time. It seems, however, that he was so keen after the honours and rewards, that he did not wait to be called, but of his own accord rose up and posted off with two servants. Balaam was evidently a man of bad principles. No further account would be necessary to prove this. Yahweh had told him that the people were blessed, yet he sought to gratify a Baal worshipper for a reward in seeming to comply with his request. Had his heart been right, he would have accepted God's interdict as final and have refused to consult the Lord any more upon the subject. He would have dismissed the princes of Moab with an unqualified and emphatic denial and have commanded them to appear no more in his presence with their bribes to sin. But no, He professed a zeal for the word of Yahweh his God while he was anxious to please the worshippers of Baal for reward. If Balak would give me his house full of silver and gold, I cannot go beyond the word of Yahweh my God to do less or more. But stay, don't go away. I will see what I can get him to let me do. If he had been an honest and upright man, he would not have said, I cannot, but he would have declared, I will not go beyond his word. But he went with two servants, and therefore God's anger was kindled, and an angel of Yahweh stood in the way for a Satan against him, with a naked sword in his hand. When his eyes were opened to see the peril, he fell prostrate, and having received a severe reproof for the perverseness of his way, he was permitted to go with the princes. Balak, hearing of his approach, went forth to meet him. Balaam, having explained his position, accompanied Balak to Kirjath-Huzoth, the capital of Moab where he eat of the idol sacrifices with the princes of the king. And on the morrow they took up their position on one of the high places of Baal, commanding a view of the four-square encampment of Israel. But Yahweh would not allow him to defy them, but compel him to utter those beautiful predictions of their future glory under the star and scepter of Jacob, recorded in Numbers 23 and 24. Seeing he could not reverse Yahweh's blessing upon his people, and knowing that his favour is consequent on keeping his commandments, he counseled Balak to cast a stumbling block before them, causing them to sin. Instead, therefore, of advising him to war, he suggested the policy of seducing them from their allegiance to Yahweh and his law by sending in the daughters of Moab among them and enticing them to impurity and idolatry. Balak followed his advice and by the means proposed caused Israel to be joined to Baal Peor, which caused the anger of Yahweh to smoke against them. Such, in brief, is the history of the prophet who caused a wasting of the people. For Yahweh commanded their chiefs to be hung, and all who had offended to be slain in the number of twenty-four thousand. The points of his character were covetousness, perverseness, presumptuousness, unrighteousness, beguiler of unstable Israelites, Apostasy from the right way. Where such attributes of character meet in a class of persons, they are said in the New Testament to be following the way of Balaam, the son of Bosor, and Balaam becomes the representative of the class. Thus, in the days of the apostles, there were false teachers in the Christian congregations, whose motives, teaching and practices were analogous to Balaam's. They were grievous wolves, wasters of the people, speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. They taught that belief of the gospel and being baptized was not enough, but that in addition to this, It was necessary also to be circumcised and keep the law of Moses, or men could not be saved. They appended this dogma to the wholesome words of the Lord Jesus, in order to popularise his doctrine and make it palatable to the Jews. Paul styles it, another gospel, which truly is not another but a perversion thereof. He says that they who preached it were accursed, that they sought to bring believers into bondage, and that, desiring to make a fair show in the flesh, they constrained their victims to be circumcised, only lest they should suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. Acts 15 verses 1 to 5 and 20 verses 29 and 30. Galatians 1, verses 6 and 7, 2, verse 4, 5, verse 10, and 6, verse 12. They proceeded from bad to worse. They inculcated a distinction of meats and drink, the observance of holy days, new moons and sabbaths, and a voluntary humility in neglecting the body and worshipping of angels. They not only commanded to abstain from meats, but they also forbid to marry, and corrupted the minds of their dupes with fables, endless genealogies, and doctrines of demons. Colossians two verses sixteen, eighteen, twenty-two, and twenty-three. 1 Timothy one verse four, and chapter four verses one and three. But these false teachers not only Judaized or taught disciples to seek a justification by Mosaic observances, but some of them gentilized by indoctrinating them with the principles of philosophy and inducing them to conform to practices and customs of idolatry. Paul wrote 1 Corinthians 8 and 10 verses 7 to 33, to fortify the minds of the brethren against their influence. His reasoning in these places is directed against the teaching of the Balaam class, who taught the lawfulness of eating idol sacrifices in the temples. Their argument was after this wise. We have knowledge. We know that the idols are nothing so that in eating of the demon sacrifices and drinking of the demon cup, not having an idolatrous conscience, we perform no act of worship. Being safe with God upon this point, we obtain the advantage of seeming conformity in avoiding persecution for our desertion of the national superstition. In philosophizing, They taught the inherent immortality of all men. They rejected the immortality of body and substituted for it the indwelling of an immortal soul in the mortal body and affirmed its separate and independent intelligent existence in heaven the instant the heart ceased to beat and the lungs to breathe. This led them to deny the resurrection of the body and to teach that the resurrection had passed already or what is equivalent to it, that there is no resurrection of the dead. And so overthrowing the faith of some by their profane vain babblings and oppositions of science, falsely so called. First Corinthians 15 verse 12 2 Timothy 2, verse 18, and 1 Timothy 6, verse 20. Now, of these false teachers, the apostle saith, they reckon of us as if we walked according to the flesh, and say, his letters are weighty and powerful, but his bodily presence is weak, and his speech contemptible. But though I be rude in speech, Yet am I not in knowledge. They are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for the Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as ministers of righteousness. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak ironically. I am more. In nothing am I behind the very chiefest apostles, though I be nothing. Truly the signs of an apostle were wrought among you in all patience, in signs, and wonders, and mighty deeds. But, being crafty, they say I caught you with guile. 2 Corinthians 10, verses 2 and ten, eleven, verses 4, 6, 13 to 15 and 22, chapter 12, verses eleven, twelve 12 and 16, and Philippians 3. Verses two, eighteen and nineteen. Still speaking of these, he says, "There are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, specially they of the circumcision, whose mouths must be stopped, who subvert whole houses, teaching things which they ought not, for filthy lucre's sake. Their mind and conscience are defiled." They profess that they know God, but in works they deny him, being abominable and disobedient and unto every good work reprobate. Titus 1 verse 10. They have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. Of this sort are they who creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away, with divers lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. They are evil men and seducers, and will wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. 2 Timothy 3, verses 1-13 Peter was not behind Paul in his denunciation of this class of men, whose diabolical mission it was to turn the grace of God into licentiousness. They were, saith he, false prophets among the people, Israel, even as there shall be false teachers among you, Nazarenes who will privily introduce destructive sects and denying the master that bought them. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of the truth will be evil spoken of. And through covetousness will they with feigned words make merchandise of you, as natural brute beasts made to be taken and destroyed, They speak evil of the things they do not understand, and shall utterly perish in their own corruption. He then shows that these characters were already in full operation in the societies of the faithful. For, he continued, they are spots and blemishes, sporting themselves with their own deceivings, while they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery, and that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls, an heart they have exercised with covetous practices, cursed children, who have forsaken the right way, and are gone astray, following the way of Balaam the son of Bosor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, but was rebuked for his iniquity. These are wells without water, clouds that are carried with a tempest, for whom the mist of darkness is reserved in the aeon. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure through the lusts of the flesh, through much wantonness, those that were clean escaped from them who live in error. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption." 2 Peter 2 These were the scoffers who appeared in the last days of the Mosaic Aeon, walking after their own lusts, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? The false prophets that the Lord Jesus predicted would arise and deceive many, and say in heart, The Lord delayeth his coming, and should therefore begin to smite their fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunken. Matthew 24, verses 11, 48 and 49 John also, to whom the apocalypse was revealed, is particularly pointed against these wolves in the clothing of sheep. Little children, saith he, it is the last hour, and as ye have heard that the Antichrist comes, Even now many antichrists exist, whereby we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out, that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. They denied that Jesus is the Christ. And consequently, repudiated the doctrine of the manifestation of the Father through him as the Son. Therefore, referring to them, John inquires, Who is the liar, but he who affirms that Jesus is not the Christ? This is the Antichrist rejecting the Father and the Son. From this it would appear that they had given the lie to the apostles for teaching what they had come to deny. But John retorted upon them that they were the liars, and the germ of the Antichrist, to be more fully revealed. These things, says he, I write unto you concerning them that seduce you. Little children, let no man deceive you. Believe not every spirit, believe not every man who pretends to speak by the Spirit, But try the spirits, bring them to the test of the law and the testimony, and by this standard ascertain whether they be of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. By this ye may know the Spirit of God. Every spirit or prophet that confesseth that Jesus Christ has come in flesh is from God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ came in flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which ye have heard that it comes, and is now already in the world. They, these false prophets or teachers, are of the world. Because of this they speak of the world, being inspired by its traditions, and the world hears them. 1 John 2, verses eighteen, nineteen, 19, and 22, and chapter 4, verses 1 to 6. These were they who released their hold upon the name of Jesus and denied his faith, and who were strenuously opposed by the true believers under the class name or symbol Antipas, which see. John, in writing his second epistle, wrote to an antipas ecclesia, or community of faithful witnesses. He exhorted them to continuance in the truth that was from the beginning. And, as the reason of his exhortation, refers to the fact that many deceivers were entered into the world, not confessing that Jesus Christ is come in flesh. This, says he, is the deceiver And the Antichrist. Therefore, he continues If there come any unto you and bring not the doctrine of Christ, that he is come in flesh, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. In his third epistle, he informs us that Diotrephes was one of this class and refused even to acknowledge him. Affairs must have attained to a preeminently anti-Christian state to have come to this. This Diotrephes loved to have the preeminence in the congregation and prated against John and his friends with malicious words and not content therewith did himself neither receive the brethren and forbade them that would and cast them out of the ecclesia. The manifestation of these false teachers contemporary with the apostles created a crisis in the history of the faith. It had come to this either they must be put down, or the doctrine of Christ would be suppressed. This alternative would certainly have resulted if God had not reserved to himself a remnant who refused to bow the knee to Baal. This remnant was Antipas, and therefore against all the Nicolaitans, Balaams, and Jezebels, false teachers who had crept in unawares, corrupting and handling the word of God deceitfully, that they might make it less offensive to the Jews and idolaters and so make the profession of Christianity more popular and consequently less dangerous to life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness in the world. The only weapon granted to Antipas against Satan was the two-edged sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. He was to be Earnest and indefatigable in the use of this, that he might perpetuate the faith in the heart of a remnant till the apocalypse of Christ. Revelation 6 verse 11 and 12 verse 17. Writing to this class to which the apostles belonged, Jude says, It was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith, once for all, delivered to the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only sovereign deity, even our Lord Jesus Christ. These, after the example of Israel in the wilderness, the messengers that kept not their first estate, and Sodom and Gomorrah, and the cities of the plain, believed not, left their first love, and gave themselves over to fornication, going after other flesh, and to eating of things idolatrously devoted. They were dreaming fanatics who defiled the flesh, despised authority, and spoke evil of the illustrious, as Diotrephes did of John and others. They spoke evil of those things which they understood not, but what they knew naturally, as the irrational creatures, in those things they corrupt themselves. Woe unto them, exclaims Jude, for they have gone in the way of Cain, and rushed headlong into the error of Balaam for hire, and destroyed themselves with the rebellion of Korah. These are sunken rocks feasting with you in your love feasts, feeding themselves without fear, clouds without water borne about by winds, fruitless autumnal trees, twice dead, uprooted, raging billows of the sea, foaming out their own shame, wandering stars, to whom the blackness of darkness is reserved for the aeon. These are grumblers, fault-finders, walking after their own lusts, and their mouth speaketh pompous things, praising persons for the sake of gain. But, beloved, continues Jude, Remember ye the words before spoken by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, that they told you that in the last period there will be scoffers walking after the lusts of their impieties. These who separate themselves, are they animal, not having spirit? From these testimonies, who can forbear to exclaim... What an apostasy is here! As Paul truly styled it, it was the mystery of iniquity, which he said already is working. And was that iniquity to which Jesus referred as the result of the operation of the many false prophets that would arise, saying, And because of the abounding of the iniquity, The love of the many will grow cold. Matthew 24, verses 11 and 12. It must have been a matter of great mortification to the apostles to witness such havoc in the field of their labours. Yet, when we consider the natural perverseness of flesh, any other result would have excited more surprise no names more appropriate could have been selected from Jewish history to designate this incarnate iniquity of the apostolic age than those of Balaam and Jezebel who were hoi nicontes ton leon the conquerors of the people or nicolatoi Nicolaitans. They made war upon the saints and prevailed against them.